This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Nine and five. Knock the lights out. Biggest win since 1984. You made that up. I did. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. This evening, you have the, the distinct pleasure of listening to myself, James Radio, live in studio once again, joined by my co-host, Robcast. Rob, have you purchased your Christian Wilkins jersey yet? Oh, yeah, I did. I purchased it, but... <laughs> it bounced my, off your leg my, while my, you were standing my, out of bounds? My foot was on the line, so they didn't let me keep it. Uh, understandable. Understandable. Boy, that was... What, when that, after that play happened, I was, and I didn't even need to see the replay, and I was like, this is, this is too good for the Dolphins. There's some, some weird thing is going to have happened. And... That was... I actually had terrible... Like, I had, an, like, an an internet blip and like all my screens froze and like I'm like what's going on and then then one thing started playing and I see Howard running down the field I'm like what the what did I just miss and by the time I get it back they're like coming back from review I'm like no <laughs> it was a it was a very it was a a very nice play by the rookie Brandon Jones who has yep. uh, who's caught some heat this year for you know, not being out that much, and you know, maybe they drafted him too high. Oh, really? I didn't. I, I'm. I, I guess I didn't really pay much attention to him in the, you know, where he was drafted because it, because we had a million like drafts. Seventeen. He was our seventh him. pick, but it was still like within the top like sixty picks of the draft. But but I'm I'm pleasant I'm pleasantly surprised. Like I enjoy. I don't. No, think he's, he's. I th- I, think I think he's, he's actually he's, played all right. Like I think he's been. I think he's been fine. I I mean, for as far as a rookie, I mean. Eh, 
It was a, that was a nice play. That was yeah. a, like to punch the ball out like that, and also because Cam's a, a big monster. guy. There was one of those one of those one of the sacks. I forgot who did it, but like he came around and had like like he hit that ball and like it looked like it was like six hundred foot tons of pressure pulling in the ball, and Cam was just like, nope, that ball did not even move out of his hands. Right, yeah, that guy is strong. He's still strong, even though his arm is not strong. Yo, he can't throw, but his <laughs> hands are really strong. <laughs> but yeah, so and it was just just. Was that like one of the most Dolphins things ever? Like it, like literally, like his toe was on the line and the ball. Oh, his half leg. a foot. I mean, that's that was an obvious. I mean, that's, no, he was. An, it was the right call. Yeah, it was, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, but it was just like. Yeah, it, it sucked, but it 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 is what it is. Like if Wilkins wouldn't have been there, like Howard would have gotten the ball and scored. Yeah, but it was just yeah that was and that at the at that point in the game I was I was pretty distraught because things were not looking so hot for the Miami Dolphins. I never had a doubt. I know. They were clearly the better team on Sunday, as we were talking about. I, yes. From start to finish, they definitely looked like the better team. I just had that sick feeling in my stomach, like when it was, it was almost like right before that play happened. You know, there was like four minutes left in the half, and they were down 3 nothing, and the Patriots were moving down the field again. And it was like, we've been the better team, and we're going to be down. Well, at that point... So the Patriots had a long drive. We held right. the field goal. We had a long drive. We had the interception. We'll get into that. Then they had another long drive, and it was right then, and we almost you know, got the turnover, which would have been great. And then, of course, they get they end up with a field goal. But even they had, they had a few drives. Well, I guess they had probably four good drives. They all resulted in field goals. Right. But, I mean, I said it last week. I, didn't, I said I didn't think this team was going to score more than 10 points. Granted, they got twelve, but I, 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 I didn't see that. We knew they'd be able to run the ball a little, but I didn't think they'd be able to, to sustain, you know, enough long drives or enough to get into the end zone. And 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 we were right. The defense was great. Like, uh, yeah. hats off to them. Um, I, they had one turnover, right? Oh, yes. The Xavier Howard forced the fumble in the second half. We'll get to we'll we'll right. go through the game recap, but. Uh, I, they could have had a couple more. Like there was that. There was the play we just talked about. Uh, there was a pass that went through Van Noy's hands. Um, I, but the the funniest part of that, I think XX intercepts that if Van Noy doesn't even touch him. <laughs> I mean, did you see? He yeah. was in position. They were like. they were both there. <laughs> Correct. They were they were both there. So um, that was. But yeah, they get the one turnover, so the streak is alive. The turnover streak. Um, which is great. And and they did, they played very, very well. They they made the adjustments. They stopped the Patriots running game. We know Cam can't throw the ball now. So, you know, he made a couple throws over the middle. That seems to be all he can do. He had a couple runs, but... But not like he did in the first no. week. Yeah. So. No, the first series was was gorgeous, right? The Well, so the first play, not that we'll go over every play, but that three and out <laughs> was awesome. First play, Cam brutally misses a guy in the flat <laughs> and he looked kind of alone like i don't think it would have been a first down but it, it at would, least it, six or seven yards. yeah it would have been a good first down play but yeah. i mean that guy was alone and he, i mean three yards i mean he was not close it wasn't even close he had a couple throws like that i i, I mean the second play they run the option and the dolphins were all over it yep. they strung it out there were guys waiting for michelle and they were and they hemmed it in and i i don't know he either got lost a yard or got nothing and the third play they ran a wide receiver screen that we were like no we we know what right. you're doing so we can be, we can be clear like this obviously everybody knows this and this is just stating the obvious this this is not the patriots that we're used to oh no this is the 
I am used to this Patriots. <laughs> I am ready for it. I am used to it. It feels like an old shoe. I want to wear it for 20 more right. years. I hope this is the Patriots that we see <laughs> moving forward. But their defense is still respectable. Yes. Their defense is still respectable. They played Their defense played a good game. I mean, our offense was, you know, it was Tua, you know, most of our top offensive line, and then <laughs> practice squad position players, including including Ahmed, who was who's a practice squad guy. Right? Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but uh, Smythe and Shaheen are are complete NFL backup players. They are not practice squad. <laughs> Shaheen, look, I mean... The, those are good. They're good. To, they're serviceable tight ends. I really liked the way they played on Sunday, and I liked how they worked them into the offense. I am never a fan of, like, seeing, like, you know, the short... We threw short passes. I so get many it. short passes. But... But how many times does Shaheen, you think he's going to get one yard and he runs up that sideline for like 11 yards? Yeah, he's an animal. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I do. I mean, he was a second round pick. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, it. He's a, he's a good he's a solid blocker. He has decent hands and he can run guys over. But he, he's, he's a good he's good running with the ball for a tight end. He's like one of those old school tight ends. Yeah. Like a Mark Bavaro type. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so the first half. So let's. The Dolphins march down the field. That was that was their first possession of the game. So the, the Patriots go three and out. Then they, they kick. They pin the Dolphins back at their two. Uh, do you want to talk about the, the first play of that drive? Because I know it was your favorite play of the it, whole day. It wasn't my favorite. It, it was a big one for me. So the, odd, the, the, the weirdest thing that we didn't predict was that the Dolphins were going to run all over yeah, because we haven't done that. We haven't year. done We've that. We've run well at times this year, but and, not dominant. And we said last week that, you know, you know, obviously Tua against Belichick, you know, in his first year is a little scary. Yep. And Flores seemed to know it and Gailey seemed to know it. And they're like, well, we're going to we're going to do, you know, make him do as little as he has to. Right. So he comes out pinned in his start Come, the game off first possession punt down at the two at the two. And you everyone knows you're running it. You kind of hate that they run it, but you have to because you're trying to get some run. Ahmed gets the ball, and and he's met at the line of scrimmage. And then that whole pile moves four yards. <laughs> like, not not four inches, not a, four yards. That whole pile just keeps moving. It did kind of set the tone for the afternoon. It was awesome because second and six, you know, with a little bit more room, you know, between you and the and the goal line is is huge there. Yep, and it was a great drive. I mean, really, like they moved down the field. It was, it was, you know, it was dink and dunk, game manager type stuff from Tua. But I mean, he didn't make any mistakes. Made all the, the throws were on time, on target. The running, the running game was working as it was the entire afternoon. They get down, uh, you know, to was that a second and goal play that the that the pick happened on? Uh, no, I went and looked it up. It was third. It was third and goal. Yeah. So third and goal. So they're third and goal from the two. Um, watching that play on television, Bowden is open right away. Like he's open in the flat. Tua makes that if he's able to make that throw immediately, make that read, make that throw. He couldn't because they're. I guess they're. You know, he had some pressure, so he had to step up. Um, the throw was you know three okay. three seconds too late, and then he gets hit as he throws and just a just a horrid interception. Yes. Yeah, and then and then the Patriots take over, you know, deep in Dolphins territory, but then they march down the field and get a field goal. So. Just a lot of clock being eaten here. So there's not a lot of time left as we get into the second quarter. There's one thing we have to back up because we were incorrect. That was not their first drive. Ah. Their first drive was the three and out where Laird was super close to the first down. And that I is thought correct. he had the first down. You're right. And You're right. 
Flores challenged it, and they were just like, to me, he won the challenge. The spot was wrong. It might not have been a first down. Right. But that spot was a yard short of Correct. where he That's was. Right. I forgot about that. So, so that part. I thought was I thought that was one of those where like okay so it's their second drive that they started yes. inside the two that's right that is right and I forgot about it. and but I did want to bring it up because the challenge you know all the, the right, second challenge. challenge comes up later and and we'll probably talk about that because I did not have a problem with it because of the time of the game for the second challenge but we'll get into the we'll second get half yeah so yeah anyway all right so I forgot about the three and out but yeah that again there were some plays that you know that they seemed like they were moving the ball well like and I I like their conservative style even though all year i've kind of been belaboring that they've been conserved too conservative but they they kind of had to be on sunday and it, and it worked in the in the long run you know it ended up we ended up with a victory but patriots start deep in dolphins territory after that horrid interception and then they march down the field and uh we end up holding them to a field goal now after that um you know the dolphins get the ball again uh we do not get into uh, scoring position. We have to punt. Patriots get the ball back, and then they start moving. That possession too. That was the one with the with with uh, Ahmed's terrible um, pass coverage or right. Sorry, blocking. Yes, for as well as Ahmed played, he is uh, he's clearly got some shortcomings in in the pass pro. So right. he's not very good at. I mean, he had the right read. He correct. Just couldn't, he, he did not block. He that couldn't guy even get all. in his way. <laughs> correct. Yeah, that was that was. And then we had a false start. So that that whole that and then you know whatever we just gave it to Laird on third and a million. Yeah. So it was kind of like the first half was kind of outside of the long drive that we had. I mean, there really wasn't a lot going on for the offense, and it didn't. You know, it was weird, and the Patriots were eating up clock, and we were eating up clock because we were doing that conservative offense. So. The Patriots end up, they they have that drive that's towards the end of the half. It's about four minutes left. Cam makes that run on third down, and, you know, and Brandon Jones comes up, makes a really good play, knocks the ball out of his hands. X picks it up, ruled a touchdown on the field. Correct call. The ball did hit Christian Wilkins' leg before X picked it up. Just a just a bad break for the Dolphins. So it ends up being fourth down for the Patriots. They go up six nothing. Then the Dolphins get the ball. Should have been, could have been seventh. If if all the bounces were right. going our way, that's a seven three or even even ten three. Because if because if you're saying we're getting all the breaks, we don't throw the pick. We get even if we just get a field goal there. Even if it could right. even be seventeen, right? <laughs> I mean, we could correct. Yeah, we could have been way up. Yeah. going into halftime, like like had they scored the touchdown, had both of, had we scored both of those touchdowns, and then. You know, we end up getting the ball back. Well, we wouldn't have got the field goal that we missed anyway, so right. it would have been 14. Whatever. Either way. So the Dolphins get the ball back. They're down 6 nothing. Tua leads a nice kind of two-minute drive to get us into field goal range. It's a long field goal for Sanders. Well, before we get to the field goal, it was kind of interesting. We got that fourth and eight. Right, and they went for it. And, and they it. went for it. I just wanted to bring that up because that was – that. To me, that you know, I love most, that call. I love it, but that's not one I I didn't expect it. I, I that's a call because you knew there was twenty seconds left on the clock, and Cam can't and Cam's throw. not. They're not moving. Right. They're not getting into field goal range. But so, but so I did. I love the call. The fourth and eight, we get it. Sets up Sanders with fifty two yards. Range. Yeah, it's definitely makeable for him. He just he's and he didn't make it. Unfortunately, did not make it. So he is thirty of thirty three on the season now. Still better than Justin Tucker. <laughs> so going to halftime, 6 nothing. I know we're getting the ball back, but I at that, mo- at that moment, I didn't feel good because we, like you said, like we were the better team. Should have probably been up 14-3, but we're down 6 nothing. 
I did. I wasn't worried because we were moving the ball and we were, you know, even though they had a couple drives, I thought our defense was was outplaying them. I really, especially getting the ball first, I'm like, this is one possession. I'm like, I was not worried at this point. It's a chess match, right? At that point, like it's like you know who's we know, like we know what we know what Cam can do. Like they knew, like we were very very shorthanded on offense. Like I was just I was worried that you know. We missed some like we missed some opportunities to to be ahead, and this is you know it's a Patriot team now you know now Belichick can scheme maybe Tua doesn't do anything in the second half at that point in time I'm thinking you know maybe this is the scenario that I talked about you with you last week like maybe that's when you know is this when we put to, when we put Fitz in in the third did, quarter that blows my mind I didn't even that didn't even phase me with the way that we were the offense was moving I never thought about Fitzpatrick once in that game that's good I'm. It, it crossed my mind. Obviously, I'm glad we didn't do it. You're I, such I, a pessimist. I am. You should. You need. To, I've, it's like I've been a Dolphins fan since I was four take years old. Antidepressants. <laughs> anyway, so I wasn't saying make the switch at halftime, but you know, I was thinking about like I was like it was crossing my mind at that point. Like if we come out, get the ball, and don't do anything on offense, then like we, I was thinking we had to start thinking about it. That is not what happened. We get the ball at halftime. We go right down the field and score a touchdown, mostly running the ball. Boom. Yeah, was great. Um, so we go up 7-6. Um, that was the – which was that Ahmed scoring that touchdown or was that was that two – no, that was Ahmed scoring Ahmed scored it. Um, I would, the one I was trying to remember, on one of those touchdown drives, it was like – there was like the – oh, I don't think it was this one. So it was the play – one of the plays where he's rolling out – and like Ford did that little dribble, you know, he kind of dribbled out yep. of, from blocking and he gets behind. And I love that. Like we run that play really well where you see he's really looking towards somebody else and, and Ford just kind of slips in there and, and to have saw it, made the read, got within, uh, you know, got us either the first down or got it really close to the goal line for yeah. that one. I, I want to be very clear. Like I feel like Tua played in a I, his numbers don't really show it. They're not asking him to do anything. I thought he played. I mean, I the talent is there. Like I feel more confident about him at a quarterback position than any other. I I can't remember Marino. Like you, I'm not saying he's he is Marino, but right. I'm just saying like what what you have to remember is he's succeeding. Yes, he only threw for 146 or whatever yards. 20 to 26, which is kind of crazy. That he threw that one, many passes and only his number one res- wide receiver was Lynn Bowden Jr. Who was a quarterback at Kentucky last year. His number two wide receiver was Mac Hollins. Who is a sixth string special team player. His number three wide receiver is Isaiah Ford. Isaiah like. Ford, you're right. And I do then like Malcolm Isaiah Perry. Ford. Right. That's Correct. I mean that's not a murderer's row. I mean I love no. those guys. I like them all, but they are literally fourth they should be fourth and lower on the depth chart. I was not feeling good about this game. When I when I heard Jacecki and Parker weren't playing, because last week when we did the podcast, we were under the assumption that they were both playing. And it looked like they were going to play late in the week. Yeah. When, they, when I saw the announcement right before kickoff that they weren't playing, I was like... No, Sunday morning there was a report saying Parker was going to play right. before he was listed as inactive. Yeah, I was just... But that gives me very good hope of him playing this week. I Yes, hopefully. And we'll get into next week in the next segment. But Dolphins score... 
on that that opening drive, and then I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the game. And we never look back. Well, we did because the Patriots then went down and went up. Oh, again. that's right. They went up twelve nine. They, well, they went up nine seven. Oh, they nine, seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. So they went up nine seven. Um, I forget kind of how the scoring ended up happening. I feel like the game in the second half was very like the Dolphins had the ball, they marched, and they scored pretty much ev- like every every possession. It was just a lot of clock being. So after our touchdown. They was the fumble was when Howard knocked the ball out of their hands. That's right. We got it right back, but we didn't do anything with it. We went three and out. Correct. That's right. And that was I, I and that was a great play by Xavier. Oh, it was awful. It was awesome. Yeah. But we went three and out, so we didn't. So we didn't actually capitalize on that. And then they went sixty-five yards for the field goal. Correct. So they so they gained some momentum there. Then after they took the lead back, that's when we went downfield. But first. Igbenogany is not allowed to run out of the end zone ever again. Oh, I, I realized that him. ball was right there, but you could let that go. You don't have to t- catch that ball. Well, he's what nineteen years old or whatever. I think he's sixteen. And he's sixteen. Okay, old, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm holding out hope that he turns into the player <laughs> we want him to be. But he, I've seen. Well, we him. didn't draft him to be a kick returner. I know that's that's why Grant is one of the best players on the team. <laughs> um. But it's also, but this isn't the first time he's run out of the end zone when he shouldn't have. So no, I mean exactly. I don't like there. I I feel it's odd. Like I feel like there has to be a better option than Igbenogany to run kickbacks when Grant can't. Or just don't you know if your feet are in the end zone, they stay in the end zone. Whatever. So so he he gets to the ten. This so we're starting again at the ten, and then we hit the ninety yard. 90 yard drive and to that take drive the lead was for that good. drive was magnificent yeah it was that and that was the one where we i mean they were, we weren't just running we were running we were like the 30 you know Ahmed had a 30 something yard run Brita had a couple of huge runs like we were crushing we crushed it yeah and i have to say like so Brita had some good runs in the first half but i and then the second half like he was both of the running backs were just they were great i mean Ahmed, I think, struggles a little bit in pass pro. I mean, the guy's a, he's a practice squad undrafted running yeah. back out of Washington. Like, he's a rookie. Like, and he's, you know, he's not, he's a smaller type of running back. I've, I, I've been beating this drum all year. Like, I, I still feel like Brita is the best running back on this team. Like, I feel like he looked like the better running back on Sunday. He didn't get as many carries. But Ahmed looked good. I'm I, I'm not yeah. complaining. They both looked great. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, like, I don't, like, is there, what am I missing? Because Brita's good in pass pro. Like, he's a he's played, like, he's he's good in the pass game. He, he has good hands. He, I mean, to me, he looks like he's about to break. He just seems like the better running back. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. There's something I'm missing. Correct. But... They both had great games. Like I mean, the running game was was fantastic. But we're not, we're missing the biggest run play of that drive. On a play, I normally this is why running the ball is it's not exciting when well, your team biggest can run, run play the ball. Was the touchdown that that. Well, no, I would disagree. But whatever you're going to say, I disagree with. But go all ahead. right, but when I say it, you're going to change your mind. But I'm just saying it's watching a team that can run the ball at will. It's amazing. It's not as it's not exciting. No, but it's amazing. Correct. The play that ninety nine times out of a hundred you scream and want to break the TV is on third and eight, and they hand oh. it to Laird, <laughs> and he runs for twelve yards. That was amazing. That was amazing, and that was a great play, and that was the second best running play on the drive. <laughs> 
which was the best running play on the drive for me was the third and goal where Tua had already thrown a pick on, on a very similar play. I mean, it was the same spot. It was, it was almost the same situation. Correct. So he's, fa- he's facing pressure, and instead of trying to force a ball in there that was going to be late, he makes the juke, ducks under the pressure, runs up, makes another juke right before the goal line, and gets in and scores. And my God, that was that for me. Second best run of the drive. <laughs> no, but I agree. And just just to, to see him learn, first of all, it might be anecdotal, but it, I swear it looks like this guy only makes a mistake once, right? And like, and it's just like like a like a like AI, like a computer. He's like. I compute. That was bad. <laughs> I will never do that again. Yeah. So, and, and it's just like the, it's just a feeling about him and like watching him play. And it's like, I, I really want to see him like with the full offense, and like after having like enough time under where they like open things up. We've seen it at times this year. Like we saw it in the KC game, you know, again, and he was still playing with practice squad guys in that game. Um, the, the Arizona game was another one when they, you know, when they, when they needed him, he showed up. Um, and yeah. And then on Sunday it was again, like he, shorthanded against a defense that was clearly taking the pass away from him. They were pressuring him. They were blitzing him. They were making sure that he wasn't going to be able to take any shots downfield. Like none of that was happening, you know, but he took what they gave him. Like, obviously it was, it was mostly runs. I mean, if you have a third and eight and Laird gets, you know, nine or 10 yards, like that obviously helps. That was, was (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so they go up and then how great was the two point conversion? Oh, it almost seemed a waste to to use that play there. They, I remember somebody was saying that as who I was watching with. Was yeah, like, they was like, it seems kind of a waste to just use it on two point conversion. But well, on that two point conversion, it's the hook like, and ladder. It's you not know? even that big of a deal to get the two point conversion there. Like it's more of a. You now know, you're old enough to remember the original hook and ladder. Yes. How did this one compare to that one? You know, not really. I mean, we're not talking about the, a play of seventeen-hour playoff game. <laughs> but that was like that. The original hook and ladder was before halftime, correct? Like it was like it wasn't like a. I think so, but that game was like that game was right. like a, I think it was a every one scored, right? Like every possession practically scored, and it was like no in the second half because going into oh in, right, right going into halftime the Dolphins were getting murdered, and then they had that that hook and ladder like kept them in the game. So anyway, yeah, uh, I loved to see that. Um, when was the, we're missing the fake punt. When did the, did the fake punt happen after? So the, the fake punt happened no, the, after, right? After the, the hook and ladder or was so it before? The fake, no, the fake punt happened before that because it was, it was obviously it was because we punted right after it. Right. So, yeah. So it was before we took the lead in the fourth quarter. So the fake punt play, let's, let's talk about that because we missed it. But there was, there was a drive where the Dolphins had a, you know, it was one of those those fourth and shorts in like no man's land. It was too, too long for a field goal, but it was, you know, you're not giving up a lot of field position. If you take the shot, I wasn't a fan of like when it was happening. Cause it took forever for that play to it, unfold. It was scary. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was definitely yelling at the screen. What are you doing? Okay, so this was, so by the way, this was, this was the drive. That's right. After they fumbled. This was that drive after their fumble. So we were trying to... Got it. To, so, so we, we had the, the yeah. lead. And we had momentum. And, and we had yeah. momentum. And the place on the yard... And, it was, and we were at like... At that 40-yard uh, like yard line yeah, or yeah. something. So 44. how about the, the throw that Hawk made? Was, that was a throw. It was a... I mean, the guy was wide open. I mean, by the time the throw got there, there <laughs> was... Wasn't. The, by the time the, guy, the throw got there, the, he was not wide open. But a great catch by, by Hill as well. And he swears... 
that he reported eligible, which is oh really? I didn't see that. Oh, they've it's been on Twitter all week. Like but he's like, and everybody on the Dolphins team have said that they've like we heard him report eligible. Like everybody has said that he reported eligible. So again, anyway, the the play was called back because yeah. they said he was not eligible, and he, and you know so it was illegal touching and also illegal Ill, man downfield. You know, yeah. So had he reported eligible, it was fine. Right. I. I don't know. I don't like it's it's it's, it's rare just, we, that you hear that many people saying that he reported eligible. It's also weird because it's like this is the second time it's happened to us. Yes. Yeah. Also maddening, but you wouldn't I would I'm tending obviously I'm biased like, you know. <laughs> but I'm I'm tending to side on the Dolphins with this one like there's like I can't believe that they would have first I couldn't believe it happened the first time where that where they right. where you know it didn't work. And then, you know, this time it's like, are you kidding? Like, So I didn't see that he said that. Mike. Uh, oh, he's, he it's try, been happening all week. Like, did he try to, like, report on the DL so, like, that's and so that the Patriots didn't hear him and the and the ref didn't hear him either or something? It's so I wild. don't know, but, like, three or four Dolphins players said that they saw him report. So, right. and it wasn't just like. Well, there should be video evidence. Get to the bottom of this, James. What you want to be a reporter? You want to be a podcaster? <laughs> Get to the facts. Uh, I just want to be drunk. Um, the the Dolphins anyway won the game, so it doesn't really matter that much. But wait, we won! <gasps> Woo! We sure did. So after the after the two point conversion, it was fifteen to nine. The Patriots then, I believe, went downfield and scored again to make it fifteen to twelve. And then we had our, you know, then we kind of sealed the game with that that last touchdown where, again, uh, many running plays, um, mostly runs. Oh, there was the Shaheen play. I believe the Shaheen play happened on that last, on the, the last touchdown drive. Which, which one? He had a couple of those. No, Shaheen only had, I believe Shaheen only had one catch. Smythe had a bunch of catches. Shaheen had the one, the short catch, like it was like a two-yard out that he just like turned into a 15-yard first down where he just, you know, broke a bunch of tackles and right. looked like an animal. Um which was great. And then yeah, and then Tua gets in the end zone um you know on on uh I believe it was another third and goal. I love the both both of the cool sneaks. Oh, we, we, we did talk miss about we the missed the, the Perry sneak. That's right. There was a third and short where Perry came on a motion play. I just love that they're quick. Yeah. They get up there and they do it. Like they it's not none of this sitting and waiting and let people get ready. Like even the the Tua one, it wasn't even the greatest to push, but he got. He just was just like go, and they went, and it was, and I liked it, and it was nice. That's what I, I can't remember. Like the last time watching a Dolphins team where I felt confident that the you know the coaching staff was gonna in sh- in short yardage situations. Like I was like they're always nerve wracking, but I feel like this team is able to pick up short even without a good running back, right? <laughs> or you know necessarily a great offensive line because they're they have creative play calling and coaching, and that was. It was a cool play because Tua was in the shotgun and you see Perry coming across the field, you know, in motion. And then he like, you know, he actually gets past the center and then stops and then comes back and takes the snap and then takes it, you know, gets the gets the one yard for the first down. Um, Anyway, it just. It ends, you know, the Dolphins win, you know, 22 to 12. And can we just before we get to the end, I know we've we've been on this game a long time, but it's fun. We're good. what, What what? Ding dong, the Patriots are dead. Did, My God. did Belichick just, did he just give up in that game? There. Why is he going for that fourth and three? He did the opposite of what you said. From exactly. The, yeah. I was so thrilled that, that Flores did the right thing. But this one was even more obvious. Right, it was kick like, the field goal. 
they have two timeouts. There's a minute 20, and there's a timeout because of our injured player. So you can kick kick that field goal and do an onside kick, and even if we don't get it, it's still going to be over a minute with two with your two timeouts. Now, yes, that means you're going to get the ball back with like 20 seconds or something, but that, but instead you lost. You just lose the game. <laughs> like, I don't, that was the wrong call, and it's Belichick. Like, you don't expect the wrong call. But even that, he didn't even use the timeouts because at that point, I guess you're down two scores. So to get the ball back with 20 seconds, he didn't even use his timeouts. He's just like, can I go watch some lacrosse? Because this game is over. <laughs> the end. Their season is over <laughs> yes. because the Dolphins eliminated yes. the Patriots. Wait, say that again? The Dolphins eliminated the Patriots Hey-o. from playoff contention. Oh, I love beating them late in the year. This was this was fantastic. Like, so this is the first time they are not making the playoffs since the Brady injury year. And, you know, while the Dolphins are not winning the division this year, um, still fantastic. So we are guaranteed a winning season no matter what happens. Nine we are nine and, and five. five. And going into Oakland. And with that, we will preview the Oakland game when we get back. So please, stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. So the Miami Dolphins, this is a un, kind of uncharted territory for us. We're, we're nine and five. We're in control of our playoff destiny. And we're playing a primetime game the day after Christmas against the formerly Oakland Raiders that are now the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. We are favored to win. The Las Vegas Raiders are seven and seven, not technically eliminated from playoff contention yet. Uh, but that's just a formality at this point. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. Correct. I so, mean, we might not make the playoffs. So we're oh, two games we are definitely, them. yeah, definitely not a lock to make the playoffs. So, um, it's been this game has gone like as the year has progressed. I've been like, ooh, that's going to be a tough one. And then last week I was like, oh, if we can win this Patriots game, we'll definitely win that Raiders game. And now going into this Raiders game, I'm like, because Derek Carr is probably going to play. Yeah. So we're recording this Wednesday night. Late, late Wednesday night. So Derek Carr was a full participant in practice today. Still doesn't mean he's going to play, but it looks it's looking more likely that he will play. And I don't care. We're beating this team with Carr or Mariota or Jim Plunkett. I'm <laughs> I'm confident, but uh, you know James James pessimist is is a little is always going to be a little it. shaky. This team, well, this team's more talented. Than that Patriots team, mm-hmm. they're not as well coached, but they have a good offense and they have a good they offensive have, line and a very good running game. They have like Waller's been ridiculous. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is is very good, and their offensive actually, line is good. Their, their offensive line and, is very good, and they they've made Nelson Aguilar a viable receiver. Yeah. Who? What Just other wide say. receivers do they have? So they Waller, have rugs, rugs, but. They have. Um, He's kind of a one-trick pony. They have uh, Hunter Renfro. 
who I Slot have a, guy. Yeah. And um and 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 then I guess it's Aguilar, Ruggs, and Renfro are the top three. But Waller's I, really the guy. And Waller, but he's the tight end. But I have a problem with Hunter Renfro. Is it because he's white? That's only part of it. Okay. My problem is I was playing in Madden. Oh, this should be great. He ended up on the Dolphins, and they let him wear 13. Oh, I hate that. I do hate that when that happens in Madden. Come on now. Yeah. They, I don't, I, like, how do they not, those coders are just that's, so lazy. That's not that hard to put in. Yeah. Those coders are just, yeah, they, they, they don't take the time. That's it's, important to me. It's, it should be important to everybody. Because you know what happens with other teams, too, like 7 and Broncos and 16 and 49ers. Don't care. I know you don't care, but <laughs> I'm sure it's happening to them as well. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, that's frustrating. But speaking of jersey numbers. Would you say it's maddening? <laughs> Thank God. not one. We didn't have to hear one thing about jersey, like one versus jersey one. Like they made such a big deal out of that in the Arizona game, <laughs> and they didn't. I didn't have that's to hear dumb. that once. That's just that's dumb. Yeah, dumb stuff. Anyway, all right. So, the Raiders defense not so good. Not fired good their all. defensive coordinator. So the, their defense is bad enough that they fired their defensive coordinator. They have um, they have some guys that can get after the passer, right? Cleveland Farrell, and then um, Khalil Mack. No, they don't have him anymore. Oh, correct. They turned him into, uh, was he Brandon? Was he, did he become, uh, Josh Jacobs and, and others? Yeah. It, it actually, they, they did well with the, uh, yeah. with the Mac picks. So, but they, and then they, there was another, there's another pass rusher they have. Um, I can't remember his name. Well, that's exciting radio. I know, I know, I know, but he's pretty good, but I can't remember. They're not, they're, <clears throat> they, they're not without talent. They have Raekwon McMillan. Team. They do have Raekwon McMillan. Right, and then they have that. They have a safety that they drafted early. They lost to the terrible Chargers last week. They did, but they, you know, that was with Marcus Mariota. They all they should have lost to the True. Jets. Is and they should have lost. They to should the have Jets. lost to the Jets. Like we should beat this team. Yes. The reason I have pause is because they are very their their offense is balanced. I know our defense is is our, our defense is actually one of the best defenses in the league. Yes. I will I will say that. So we should stop them. We should win the game. I do feel like we're going to win the game. So we, because we've been saying on, you know, speaking of the defense, you know, we've been talking about their problem with the run. They are, they, they still allow some runs, but they are even, they are much better against the run than they, than they were to start the season. We know they're how they are against the pass. Yes. They, they, you know, they can get beat. But more times than not, they make the play. Sometimes they give up a big play. But yes, I think this is a top five defense. We need to get we need to get to Carr. Like we need to get pressure to Carr, and we can. And we but we and we have to cover their receivers. So the problem with the only our secondary is very good. It's I, great. Yes, it is. It's great. I feel like I feel like Rowe can match up with Waller because that's kind of what he's done all year. He did struggle a little bit with Kelsey. Everybody struggles with Kelsey. Is Waller on Kelsey's level? Um, no, but he's as but close. He's, he's close. as close to it as anybody else is. This and is year. Karma Holmes? No, no. But he's pretty good. He doesn't like he mits. He's like if, they, if his guys are running open, he's gonna hit him. He's played very well this year. He's not Cam Newton, but he's not even. He's barely Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, 
that's that's fair. But he'll hit those throws. That's the thing. And they have those small, fast wide receivers that can get open. So like we need to make sure that we're getting pressure. And you know, and he doesn't hit those those deep passes. That's how we win. And we also have to control the running game, which is actually pretty good. Controlling the running game, but I think we can confuse Carr. Sure. And that's what we're hoping. That's we can exactly, scheme them out. That's what we're hoping. Exactly. So um I feel like our offense will have a good game. Obviously, it really it, it, again, like we need. I don't think we need Parker and Gasecki, but boy, well, would it be nice to see them out there. W- yeah, we. I, I want them out there. Gaskins is going to play. Mm-hmm. It looks like. So you're going to have Gaskins, Ahmed, and and Brita. I know they're all and Laird of, and Laird. They're all kind of similar, but we've got our complement. Of 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 running backs back there. So the, that's like how do you, like I mean like what do you think like I've like we've seen enough of them like I think my feelings are pretty obvious like I feel like Brady's the best one and he doesn't get any of the run. Um, I like all of them. I feel like Gaskins coming back like the coaching staff seems to like him the most and he's good and he's played very very well like I'm excited for him to come back. Like do you think he's the one that gets the lion's share of the carries in this game? In this game, I think Gaskins will, yeah. He's probably like the... I mean, he's the most well-rounded out of them, I guess. Like, he's he's good in pass pro. He's probably the toughest runner out of the three of them, although Ahmed did have that, that run that you talked about. Ahmed, Ahmed has impressed me with, with his toughness. Brita's tough, though. He's like also like he runs into piles like and moves them. Like, he's fast and he's strong. The thing that's killed me and is, is we haven't had any really big plays at all. This year. No, our like longest running plays are like thirty-seven, and yards. we and they just happened, right? They just happened. Well, Gaskin had that that thirty-yard run that he fumbled at the end of. Oh, that's true. But I'm saying even in the past game, like with right. without Fitzpatrick, we we were out without those big plays. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Granted, it was a completely different team. Oh, last year when we were just doing having all these big plays. In the passing game, or even and even two years ago, like when it was, uh, you know, like the when Wilson was and Grant were high fiving, and oh, that was so awesome, that was great. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe we see some of that. I mean, this Raiders defense is prone for that type of stuff. So, so. and I'm this this would be a game against this defense where, again, their offense is is better than than the Patriots and most of the teams we've played recently. So they will score. We will have to score. I'm hoping we have Parker, Gasicki, Gaskins out there, and Grant because we need him. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I want to see. I want to see Tua. I want to see the him have the weapons so that he can open it up and we can see what he does a little bit. Because this is the Raiders are very much like the Cardinals compared to other teams we've played. Yeah, I agree. Can we pause for a second? Yes, thank you. And uh, as you can probably tell, that was a lot longer than one second. Uh, And I mean, you can probably tell by the sound of my voice in that I am no longer in studio and we are finishing this podcast via Zoom. Uh, I did have a a little Christmas Eve Eve mishap that I needed to attend to, Um, but I will be back in studio uh, next week. So Rob and I can can do another cast in person uh, free of interruptions. I guarantee it. So. Um, we are going to pick up. Why did you just, you just jinx that the, the way our, the announcers <laughs> jinx Jason Sanders field goals, by the way. 
I don't think so. No, I, I, I'm going to personally, I'm putting a Mark Messier guarantee that I will, uh, I will finish a pod, the next podcast in person in studio uh, early next week. So mark it down. Anyway, um, we were leaving off with Rob's point about the Raiders and uh, wanting to see Tua uh, against a, uh, you know, we don't have to recap it. It literally was a second ago for them. It's a day. It's a day for us, but it's a second for them. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. Yes. So getting back into the the Raiders game on Sunday. So I I do feel like it's going to be a a, a bit more of a challenge uh, than I was thinking had Mariota been, been the quarterback for the Raiders on Saturday. Um, but I do think the Dolphins will win. Uh, my prediction score-wise is uh, Dolphins 34, Raiders 27. What are you saying, 34-27? That is correct, yes. I like it. I'm going to go with uh, Dolphins 28, Raiders 24, but it's never that close. It's a it's a last-second touchdown that that makes it feel close. Got it. I would like that too. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's jump into Pick'em. And uh, Rob, why don't you recap for everybody who won Pick'em last week? Oh, uh, well, see, I don't have my notes anymore because that was from yesterday. But um, I can tell them I won three nothing. <laughs> you did win three nothing. I got hosed on the half points twice. You had the the one game. When you were the underdog, had seven and a half, and and uh, they lost by seven. They, I told you that was too many points. I told yeah, you that, that was the that was uh, Philly, right? No, that was uh, Houston, Houston. Oh, Houston, and- right. And then the Philly, I had Philly getting only six and a half, and they lost by seven. So it was I got I was on the wrong side of that half point twice, and then I was just really wrong on the Bears Vikings. I thought the Vikings were going to do much better than the Bears, and they did not. They certainly didn't. All right. So that actually brings us to our, our first game is uh, New Orleans at Minnesota, correct? Or is it Minnesota at New Orleans? It is. Uh, like home field matters anymore. It does. It does not. I mean, if it matters, it's not. The, it doesn't matter three points, but they seem to yeah. be giving it the three so this points. Is the, uh, this is Christmas night, right? That they're playing. Yes, tomorrow Minnesota is in New Orleans. At New Orleans, and it's six and a half. Correct. Uh, New Orleans favored by six and a half. I think we both like the Saints in this one, I think. Yes. All right. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is a Saturday game, so Saturday early. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Detroit getting 10 points at home. I actually think Detroit will cover that spread. I think the Bucks win the game, but I believe Detroit will make it a little bit closer uh, than Buccaneers and their fans would like. I have picked wrong on every Bucks game and every Lions game, so I'll just take the Bucks just to see what the hell happens. This might be like you're ma- due, matter right? touching antimatter here. This this game will probably end up as a ten as a push, but Detroit also. <laughs> Not that it matters, but I think all their defensive coaches are on the COVID list. But again, I don't think it matters because their defense is terrible. The Bucks have burned me several times this year as well. So one of us, one of us is going to pick this one right. That sounds good. <laughs> no, it's a push. I guarantee you right now, just go bet it at, at 10. At 10 <laughs> 30 to 20. 10, exactly. <laughs> all right. San Francisco getting five and a half on the road at Arizona. Uh, I like. I think we both like CJ Bethard. Yeah, with with Josh Rosen backing up, I think we. I won't. 
Who knows? They could run all over them. Weird things happen. But yeah, not touching the game. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Rosen's not coming in unless it's an emergency. I, I am surprised. Like, I, I do want to touch on this a little bit just because, you know, Rosen was a Dolphin not too long ago. And I think we all kind of had a little bit of hope for him. Um, I still would I still would like to see him get a chance. I think this is actually a pretty good situation for him if he if it's an actual chance. I was reading a little bit about it. Apparently he's had quite a few different offers this season and, and elected to stay, to remain on the Buccaneers practice squad. Um so I feel like this must have been some kind of you know well, there must have been a, something it's said a, that, that there, it's a great, know, might be some kind of assurance that he actually gets a shot out there. I, I think it's a good situation for him. I think I don't think there's any assurances. I think it's I think it's the situation, right? It's a great offensive minded coach who who have made mediocre quarterbacks look really good at times. Um, and it's it's in flux. All these guys are mediocre, injury prone, and I think they're all free agents. So he actually this gives him a little bit of a chance to maybe come on as the number two next year with a chance of ta- you know it just gives him a better chance. And I think he, re- he realized that Brady doesn't like teaching anybody anything. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think they're also um, you know. Let's not forget this was a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. So they're, you know, they have the pieces there. They have a good young nucleus. I think, you know, just I, I think they're going to be moving away from Garoppolo. That's kind of the feeling that I get. I think, you know, he's expensive and he just hasn't really produced for them. So I think, you know, I last week on the podcast, we had mentioned that as a possible landing spot for Carson Wentz. I, I could see a quarterback room in San Francisco next year that is Wentz and Rosen, um, you know, and have the two of them battle it out. I think it's a much better situation than they currently have. I um, don't know why we talk about the 49ers so much. You're not even in San Francisco right now. I was talking, I was mostly talking about Rosen. He was a dolphin for like four seconds. I don't even consider, uh, I don't even season. consider him a dolphin. It was the full season and a half. Actually. He never even was a dolphin. That didn't oh. even happen. All right. Best Next of luck, Josh Falcons Rosen. Getting 10 and a half points in Kansas City. That line seems very low to me. It does. And Atlanta weirdly will put up points or or put up points early and squander them late. But uh, but against it's Kansas City in it? Kansas City, um, I don't think Julio Jones is playing, which it didn't matter last week, but is usually a big factor in, in Matt Ryan's success. Um, as good as Ridley is, he's usually not. You know, his stinker games come when Julio's out. So, yeah, 10 and a half. I, I can't believe this isn't 15 or something. Is there a record for most double-digit fourth-quarter leads blown in a season? Well, like, it, it hasn't been set yet because the Falcons are still doing it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, there. Uh, that was just... Watching it and like it was, you know, twenty-four to seven going into the going into the fourth quarter last week with with I was watching with a, a handful of Bucks fans. I was like, you got them right where you want them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure enough, yeah, sure enough. Uh, thirty-one final score: Bucks thirty-one, Falcons twenty-seven. Just just incredible. All right, on to the next. Chicago Bears favored by seven and a half at Jacksonville. This line could. This is very low as well. I Jacksonville's terrible. And the Bears are actually not a good team, but they're playing much better. Um, yeah, we like the Bears, I think. Uh, we do like the Bears, although 
for some, I had a weird feeling that this might be one. I could just see the Jacksonville doing something weird and shy. You know, if the Jets can beat the Rams, Jacksonville can beat the Bears. And not that they should or or will, but I, I this all of a sudden has a has some weird weird funk on it in my head. Like, I as much as you know, I I don't think very highly of Sam Darnold. He's much much closer to a capable NFL quarterback, and you know, with some of the the wide receiving, you know the some of the te- the weapons that the Jets have, like weapons in quotes, like there, I feel like the Jets are a better team than the Jaguars. I don't to- I, honestly, I don't think Minshew's very far off from Darnold. They got James Robinson's better than any running back on the Jets. They also have, and then between, uh, they have good wide receivers when they're healthy. Between uh, the rookie Chenault, um, I'm blanking on. Oh, DJ Chark, and there's a. There's another guy in there that I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I'm not so, saying Darnold is yeah. good. That's not, no, that's not but I'm, 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 I don't think I don't think the Jets are that far ahead talent wise of Jacksonville. I don't think they're that far. I just think they're better than they the Jets. Have, and I, they're better on defense personnel wise. Jacksonville's defense has been just stripped to the bone. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I do. But like the Rams the are a lot better than the Bears. Also, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Houston Texans. Cincinnati getting eight on the road. Cincinnati coming off that. Cincinnati, our new favorite, our our new second favorite team, maybe. <laughs> well, they are this week for sure. Even though they are, even though they're a bunch of dirty felons. But they they were the only ones. That's why they wear stripes. Um, they were the only <laughs> ones who kind of helped us at all, even though it wasn't super help. They're the only ones that kind of even stepped up to help us at all last week in the, in the outside games. So they would be helping us hugely with a win over Houston. In this yeah. One. I yeah, would love this. Um, not impossible, but so I wouldn't put money, money on it, but yeah, I'm not, but if I gunned ahead Houston minus eight, we're all rooting for the Bengals, though. Actually, uh, minus eight? That's, old. That's too many Favored points. by nine and a half going into New, New Jersey to play the, the New Jersey Jets on, on sun, or, yeah, Sunday. Uh, that line seems very low to me as well. Cleveland is much, much better than the Jets. But man, these Jets are they're plucky, right? They're, uh, yeah, they're not winning two in a row. Although... I've never. I mean, the Rams are better than the Browns, I think. This this is how bad the Jets are. I don't know if I could watch the game and root for them. Like if I'm watching the game, I'm going to want them to lose. But I so badly want them to win these last two games and to save. Keep Gase. Oh, if they save Gase's job and and lose out on 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 uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'd be. St- I mean, that combination would be amazing. I believe they have. I like. I, I, mean, I mean, Gase is gone. Sure. I, I, yes. But I think now with, uh, you know, now being out of, well, they're not out of the Trevor Lawrence Derby yet, but um, if things finish out and they end up with the number two pick, I, you know, I, I see them keeping Donald. Well, you don't think there, I mean, there are other quarterbacks in the, in this draft that are decent. There are, but I, I feel like they're going to, I feel like they'll, they'll continue to try to build around Donald if that's the case. Yeah. I guess, there and with all the with, there's not a lot of quarterback needy teams like obviously Jacksonville but they're ahead of them, you know like last year when there when we you know there were every few years you're like oh everybody's got their rookies or they're good players and no, no you know you don't have sometimes you have like five teams like needing quarterbacks and sometimes you only have one or two so it'd be interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, seeing Tua and, and Herbert drop to five and six, you know, right. which is crazy. Um, Indianapolis getting a point and a half at Pittsburgh. So this one's a giving, big game. Giving. Right? So, They're giving. Indy's have giving a point and a half. Yeah, so Pittsburgh is is falling, right? Like falling, falling fast. So they're they're now Buffalo is now locked into into two. They haven't locked it up, but they Buffalo can lock up the number two seed this weekend, making the Week 17 game for Miami at Buffalo meaningless for Buffalo. Um, in order for that to happen, Indianapolis needs to beat Pittsburgh. Buffalo needs to beat. Uh, the Patriots and the Packers need to beat the Titans because the Titans are kind of in the mix for the number two seed as well now with Pittsburgh falling so fast. So um, obviously, you know, that would, I, I would like to see that happen to make the, you know, the week 17 game, hopefully, you know, easier for us. Um, I do think Indianapolis handles Pittsburgh. Just, I didn't think Pittsburgh was that good when they were 11 and 0 and they've proven me right. Um, Indianapolis's defense I think just has a field day with that Pittsburgh offense, which is struggling right now. So I like the Colts. Yeah, I like the Colts as well, although I don't like the Colts. They're weird. Phillip Rivers always does interesting things. Like I, I it's a team I haven't believed in all year, even though, you know, they're obviously a good team. I know that I like the coaching staff. I like the talent, but they're a weird team. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I do not. I don't think this. Uh, the Steelers can win, but I don't think they will. Yeah, Indianapolis's offense is inconsistent, let's call it. But their defense is is very, very solid. And I, I think they have they have no problem winning this game on Sunday. Um, all right. New York Giants getting ten and a half going into Baltimore. Uh Baltimore seems like they are on fire. I think they are going to crush the Giants by more than ten and a half. I mean, it is a lot of points. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the The worst of this game is even if the Ravens lose this game, that doesn't really help us. Um, well, I mean, it helps us, but not if we lose to Buffalo. We will still – it doesn't help us clinch anything because uh, it's the NFC and we need them to lose the AFC game for the tiebreakers. Yeah, and this is – I believe this is the last – this is like the only – after the – Giants. Who do the Ravens get? Oh, it's it's one of the ridiculous. It's like a Bengals or a. It's one yeah. of the really easy teams. Like yeah, so they're Jags. Yeah, so they're, one of those. It might they're pretty the much Jags. locked locked into eleven and five. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, next game is the Ron Rivera Revenge Bowl. Carolina Panthers at Washington Football Team. Washington Football Team favored by a point and a half. Not sure if Alex Smith is playing. I don't think it really matters. I feel like Rivera is out for blood in this game, and the uh, the football team just just handles the Panthers. I believe. Uh, do you think Ron's really that mad? I mean, they were kind of needed. They were they were overhauling. Sometimes everybody needs a new, fresh start. It's pretty unceremonious. I think he's. I think he's a very good football coach, and did not. I, I do I too, think, but 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 I don't you know, think they coach, did him justice there. Coaches need to be moved on from. You know, it happens. You know, sometimes Dungy got you know had to be removed from Tampa Bay, and you know it happens. Good coaches. He's kind of a fiery guy, though. Yeah. So I could see him taking it personally. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is this is one with the. This is one you're you're not betting on this unless you have a problem. I mean, you know, we don't know who the quarterback <laughs> is of Washington. <laughs> Um, 
it looks like McCaffrey's McCaffrey's actually already out, I believe, or he's highly doubtful. So I don't think he's playing. There's no reason for him to play at all anymore this year. True. Um, I yeah I. I think the football team wins this game very, very handily. But those are, but both of these teams are teams I kind of like, like peripherally, like next year. Like I think they're feisty. I like think they're well coached. I think they got some some interesting talent. Um, yeah. And under, I think they're both underrated um, because their records are terrible. But I think they could turn it around quickly. All right. Here's a game we might disagree on. The uh, the Denver Broncos getting three points and going into Los Angeles to play Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Now, I know how much you love Drew Locke and the Broncos. You want you want them and their points going into Los Angeles, Rob? Um, what I want is Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio over uh, uh, Lynn. What's his name? Anthony Lynn. Ant- the, the, the Chargers are a terrible team. They are they are t- talented, but as a team, as a cohesive unit, if you include the coaches and the curse, they're awful. <laughs> yeah, they have. I I agree with that, but I think I think they're turning a little bit of a corner here. Um, what they because beat they beat the Raiders? The Raiders team last week. That's ridiculous. I, I they, like them versus the Broncos. The Broncos sh- aren't good. They should have lost the that. They should have lost that game. They could have easily lost that game to the Raiders, and the Raiders are terrible. The Chargers are terrible. The Raiders are better than the Broncos. True. Well, yes and yes. no. A Mariota led Raiders. He didn't look that bad in that game because they were playing the Chargers. <laughs> we shall see, my friend. I, I like the Chargers. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad we found a game. All right. Uh, Los Angeles Rams um, getting a point and a half going into Seattle. I like the Rams. Uh, yeah, I think the the Rams are they're bouncing back. This was the game they were looking at when they forgot to plan for the Jets. Um, Seattle, they're in, they're they're like I'm, I'm making my AFC NFC analogy teams. If the Raiders are the Cardinals, the Seahawks are the are the Steelers. I think so. Although the Seahawks have have at least been winning some games. I mean, they, I, it wouldn't no, shock I'm just me. Talking, I'm talking about how well they played early to how they're playing now. They're like they that's, feel like that's they're, fair. They feel like they're falling but off. They're, yeah, their defense has gotten better. True, but their offense has gotten worse. So I don't know. They, I mean, they could. I wouldn't would not shock me if they made a run and ended up being the NFC team. But I also notice I. Now I'm going, this might all be hearsay or things I don't remember, but I feel like their defense got turned around when Carlos Dunlop like got on there and started doing stuff and he's that out is correct. and he's out for the rest of the season. So they're Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. I mean, I think their secondary started playing better too. I feel like Adam started to get it a little bit more, but that might have just been benefiting from Dunlap getting pressure. So that's unfortunate for them. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles. Getting two and a half going into Dallas. Um, I like the Cowboys in this game. I know you like the Eagles. You're out of your mind. The Cowboys are terrible. They even they had no business beating that terrible 49ers team. It just was one of those fluky things. Like ah no. And Eagles as much as the hurt. It's funny. You know I had I didn't want Herbert. I didn't want Hurts. Like I didn't want any of these guys. But they're playing well, and it's fun to watch Hertz play, even though I don't know if he'll be good. He's playing well right now. I'm going with the Eagles. All right. Is this going to be our, our third one? 
That will be our third one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We got Tennessee plus three going into Green Bay. Um, this should be a good game. Obviously, we need the – in order for that Bills scenario to happen, we need the Packers to win. Um, I think that, you know, I, I actually don't love the matchup for the Packers, um, but I think they can win. I – you know, I I guess I'd pick the Packers. This is going to be a tough game. Okay, so hold on. So are the the Steelers are a game ahead of the Bills still, right? No, they're nope. tied. They're both eleven and three. Okay, because what I just realized is if none of the things we want happen happen, are we then vote, rooting for New England? Because I don't think I can root because. Otherwise, we have to root for Buffalo to win, which brings us to the Monday game. And it's Monday, so we'll know all the other scenarios. So we'll know which way to root. Right. In that case, we root for the Patriots, but that's going to be an exercise in futility at that point. Uh, so it's only seven in New England. Uh, somebody, I want, I've, let's hope Belichick unleashes some scheme that slows down Allen that we can copy next week because... Uh, I hate the way these bills are playing. Yeah, I absolutely hate it. I hate that they're. I, ugh, I hate it so much, so much. I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Uh, so we have our games, and we're going to take our second break. When we come back, it'll be time for fantasy camp, and uh, Rob's very, very excited to tell you what happened in fantasy camp last. Oh, week. I wonder what it could be. It's like Christmas morning. And we're back. I will go ahead and, uh, yeah, well, why don't you play the drop first, Rob? All right, kick it, fellas. Fantasy camp. Oh, yes. Fantasy camp, our favorite segment, back again. So, because it's fantasy camp and it's all make-believe, uh, I like to make up the rules sort of as we go along and only to benefit me. So I decided that the uh, fantasy regular season, James destroyed me. I only won like one game and he he ruled the regular season, got the number one seed. And uh, now the fantasy playoffs are among us and I am up one nothing. <laughs> how, do you like those, <laughs> how do you like those fake rules, James? <laughs> uh, whatever helps you sleep at night, bud. Uh, yeah. I was I was very I was happy. The the good thing about fantasy camp is no matter what, like if if you if we have a good week, then then that means those players had a good game and probably the Dolphins had a good game, which is the case. Yeah, so I, I very, very happy that you won. In real fantasy, I stupidly put in Bowden Sunday morning into a flex into a very important playoff game um, because he was the only one who's going to catch. So I was not just for the Dolphins, but I was rooting for you to get fantasy points on him. Of course, I lost <laughs> I lost by three points and all my other flex options scored eight or more than Bowden. So that literally lost me the game. Um, but, you know, we live and die by the uh, Aqua and Orange. So it's it's all good. Yeah. If only two had thrown that pass on time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so again, yes, as you may have guessed, I finally won a second fantasy camp week um, after getting my, I'm still de- being destroyed um, by 80 points over the season. It's been gross. And even here, the luck was not with me. I, I picked first and I had Parker 
Um, you had Gesicki and Bowden. I'm, I go between Bowden and Bowden because Bowden is correct and Bowden's when I mispronounce it. So sorry, folks. I'll try to say Bowden. Bowden. God, which is right? I think it's Bowden. Bowden. There you go. Um, so then uh, I decided to play keep away from use and I took Ahmed and Brita, the only two running backs, and that w- actually was fantastic because... Um, following up, you followed up with Hollins and Laird, which is like nobody and nobody. And I with and I had Grant, and so Grant and Parker didn't play for me. Gasicki didn't play for you, so I literally only had those two running backs. And we all know how we ran all over the Pats, so it worked out. Defense, you had Baker. Baker had a great game. I'm happy for you, Rob. Thank you. All right. Nope. Moving on to this week. Now, I have the first pick. You do. Gaskin is coming back. So I am going to take – I know that Miles Gaskin is playing. I have a very strong feeling like they are going to be focused on the run again in this game. Um, and I feel like this time it's going to be Miles Gaskin that benefits the most. So I'm going to take Miles Gaskin. Ooh, okay. So – oh, my God. I don't even know if they're playing. I may just take – I may just burn my first two picks here. Cause I'm just I'm shooting for this is this is I'm either going to win by fifty or score zero so I'm going with Parker and Gasicki. Um, Sounds good. That means give me Bowden and Ahmed. Oh no. Okay. So you you've got all the running backs now. Um. So I will take Brita because I need somebody to run the ball and it's not going to be Patrick Laird because how many third and eights are he is he going to convert this week? Right. Um, and then it's between Grant and Perry, and I know how much you love Grant, so I will let you have him. I'll take Perry. <laughs> All right, so uh, that gives me uh, Jakeem the Dream, Grant, and uh, my defensive player will be Xavier Howard. Oh, and I'll take Agba. All right. There we go. A, a, a chance for redemption for you again, Rob. Start a mini winning streak here. I don't... I think really? you need redemption. You need playoff redemption. You're 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 terrible. You're like the Marty Schottenheimer of a uh, sure, Rob. Okay, fantasy camp. <laughs> fantasy camp. Fair enough. All right. Um, yeah. As long as the Dolphins win, I don't care. Sounds like a guy with a thirteen to two edge. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So, what did you think of the Mandalorian finale, Rob? Oh, is it over? <laughs> it was, did you not watch the last I, I did. It was did we not talk okay. about it last week? I guess not. Oh no, we talked about that it was coming. Yeah. And that there was the big surprise. And it wasn't really that surprising, but it was it was a nice I was, it was not a surprised. nice. I mean, it was such a cool scene, but I, I It was, was a cool scene scene. Um I don't even know if we're into the I don't let's not spoil it just because even though it's been a while, but my one oh, we, what spoiler alert if you don't want to listen to the to what the the season finale of the Mandalorian was really? then right. stop listening now. Come on, it's been almost a week. Some people binge this stuff later or whatever. I I don't even I don't even know how much I want to talk about it. I just can't believe the dude didn't give little Groupu the ball. How did he not give him the ball at the end of it? That was the that was the oh. biggest missed opportunity I've ever seen when they're going down the hallway to hold up that stupid thing and let him force it out of his hand. How did they not give me that? Well, the little uh, 
It's in his pocket. He picked it up from the rubble. And he picked it up from the rubble and put it in his pocket. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, terrible. Interesting. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But no no complaints there. I was ex- I I thought it would have been cool if you would have said this is the way after Luke said, you know, may the force be with you. Like I thought that would have been a cool little nod to the new may the force be with you. That's uh, that the Mandalorian has given us, but uh True, but I don't think it really makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been cool. Either way, I it, I thought the scene was so cool. It was yeah. obviously a I, you know, Kind of an homage to the scene with uh, with Luke's father in uh, in Rogue One, and they were very very you know kind of similar scenes there um, with uh, Vader you know mowing through the uh, the rebel forces, and this was you know Luke mowing through you know Imperial droids. It was uh, very very I I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant. I just really enjoyed it because you know as a fan of the original trilogy, um, you don't really get to see luke do that cool jedi stuff at all so it was it was nice to see and then in that's, the, in be, the, that's because he's the worst jedi that ever jedi'd no nah, he looked like a pretty good jedi to me in that scene yeah but that yeah that's the one thing and he's terror and he's terrible at, at at training people so i'm pretty sure gogu just basically becomes uh the the snook or whatever his name is like he's snook. he's definitely becoming a <laughs> he's definitely going to the dark side because because luke is terrible at his job well, we shall see. I'm I'm excited to see. Did you watch the after credit scene with uh, Boba Fett as well? Uh, I did not. I just read about it, and it didn't sound interesting yeah. enough to go back and look at. It was I mean, a cool now little that scene. I know what I it look is. forward to the to the Boba Fett show. I'm glad that they're doing all these all these Star Wars spinoffs. I they're really, actually really doing too that. many, but that's but it's fine. You can pick and choose the ones you want to watch. Yeah. So, anyway, with that. Uh, have a happy holidays, everyone. Uh, Go golf. I, have, I, I have my one little piece to throw in here. Sorry. I watched Tenet. The, uh, oh, nice. Yes. So I don't, I'm not usually big on the like having to buy the movie before, but you know, I was pretty excited for this one. I know that there were reviews were kind of split because some people were like, what the, didn't know what the hell was going on or whatever, but it's like, it's Christopher Nolan. Like you just, you have to pay attention a little bit and, know that some part will be some wonky science or whatever, but uh, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. I recommend. Highly recommend. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that as well. Yeah. It's- Excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, with that, happy holidays. Go Dolphins on Saturday. Rob, I know you're not going to be able to watch live because you have a gig, but uh, I will I will keep you updated with texts throughout. Oh, I, the phone already lets me know everything that's happening. It lets me know if they score before the Sunday ticket does, so it's... Uh, <laughs> it's well, that's good. So I'll still text you anyway, Rob. Awesome. And we will be in person one more time before I go back to California. So Happy we'll see holidays. You. Go Fins! Go Dolphins! <laughs>